Welcome to Comedy on Edge presents a chat show. We're live in Edge HQ and we've got new personnel. You see, Lester and Ryan, our normal sound guys, they've been arguing a bit and I couldn't decide which one to book. So I said, have a, have a couple of weeks off, boys. And in, in the, we've cloned, we've, we've got a second Mark. Mark Pooley on sound. How are you, buddy? Good, my man. How you doing? I like it. You, you seem more professional than the other two already. I like that. Oh man, I turned out well organised. I know you've even, and this is the thing you probably don't. We record these on mics. You've, you've got your mic in a mic stand. You're prepared. Yeah, yeah. I like to be comfortable. You're comfortable. I like that. I like that. You look. You're already steps ahead. And the other thing is, you've got you've got a drink in your hand, which is good, and it's a bottle, not a can. Yeah. For those people who want to know what we're talking about, we did an episode with Glenn Wool and our sound guy Lester Diamond. Glenn's telling this really cool story. Halfway through, you hear this big can opening. Lester had opened his can into a mic, spraying all the sound equipment, delaying the whole thing. So go back and listen to that, ladies and gentlemen, just for Glenn's reaction to the most unprofessional sound guy ever. So a big shout out, Lester. How are you? So, so you're, you're ready? You're not going to spill your V over the equipment? No, I'm good, man. I've got everything secure. Everything's within an arm's reach. I got buttons, timers on, all good. I like it. I like it. So the proof will be in the pudding, ladies and gentlemen. See if we actually get this episode. So welcome. Now we've got a guest. It's it's a rarity to see. He has hasn't. I haven't seen him in a while in Sydney town. It's Lindsay Webb. How are you, mate? I am fantastic. I'm loving the professionalism here. You've got a new guy on deck. Uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, well, we got for inviting me along. No, thank you, man. It's you, you don't get down to Sydney as much as you used to. No, I used to be here quite a lot. I used to work. Oh, well, I used to work at the store a lot. The comedy store, like yeah. six or eight weeks of the year, so that brought me into town, and I'd often sort of offset those gigs with a, a week around town. You know, back in the back in the days when yeah. it was busy. Yeah, back uh, back in the good old now, days. Now, now I'm just a bit too busy everywhere to yeah. be anywhere. Well, you're flying. Like I follow you on Facebook and Twitter. You you gig a lot. You're like you. Yeah. How many gigs do you re- like a year? Do you reckon you get it? I did 285 last year. Wow, that's. I've done 130 this year. 130. I oh, see. So you're you're on track. Is I'm it right on track? You, you had yeah. a, you had your good festival season yeah, to I'll get probably, the. I could crack 300 this year. Is there a it's record to possible. beat for the most amount of gigs performed? I don't know. I don't know. I think in Australia, I, I think, like, because we don't obviously don't have the amount of gigs as, no. uh, or the amount of population as That's other right. countries. So, yeah, I think. Well, there's a lot of, like, if you're in the UK, you can double up a lot. You know, you do three, mm. three or four gigs in a night, even as a headliner. Same in the States, like early shows, late shows, late yeah. night shows. You know, we're, we're sort of locked in between that seven and ten thing here. Yeah, well, I did. I went. I was in the States in February, and in LA, I was at this place. It was an impro. Like, they'd have impro, stand-up, impro, stand-up. They had five shows in a night. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's like like literally... Just one-hour shows? Yeah, just one yeah. hour, and like one would be an yeah. impro, then there'd be a stand-up. Then, like, I got... I did two of them, and so that was two gigs. It was just amazing. Right. And then... But they was like, oh, next time you can do all five. And I'm like, I oh, don't do impro. And they go, no, that's okay. We'll work around. Just make it up. Yeah, it's just... I'm like, okay, <laughs> five, five gigs a night. That's five hours. It was great. Yeah, good. Yeah, so... What What's the most gigs you've done in a night? Um, I, in actual fact, in a, in a single day between uh, midday and 1am, I did seven gigs. Wow. Including, and one of those was my one-hour festival show. That was in Edinburgh in 07, where Mickey D and I were trying to outdo each other <laughs> for, the, for the most gigs possible and seriously running from one gig to the next so that you could be in the right spot. Did you ever get to any point on stage where you're just like, hang on, have I told that one yet? Or? Yeah, that does happen. Yeah. It does happen. Even if you've got two gigs in a night, you know, if you've got mm. an early and a late show, like Christmas sometimes in big clubs, they'll punch out a late show. 
you get into that and go, have I done that bit or not? And, and then you start into it tentatively and realise, it seems like they've heard <laughs> hearing it for the first time. <laughs> Great. Friend of the show, and he's been on a couple of episodes. Episode one, if you want to go back and listen, Peter Mizell. Do you know Peter? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. I did a gig with him once, and he did a joke. One of his jokes, he killed. And then he did it again. And I get off stage, you go, mate, that's a good bit, repeating the joke. He goes... He goes, yeah, I didn't, I forgot I did it. He did it literally <laughs> two in a row. <laughs> but he killed the crowd, thought this is great. Yeah. I mean, immediately Pete's in his 60s, so it's sort of <laughs> the whole, whole dementia <laughs> angle, but it was, it was amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, good on you, Pete. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you, ask, if you see Pete, just, you know, expect to see the same jokes <laughs> yeah, twice. A couple, a couple of times, patting yeah. out his set. Yeah, God, no, God help him if he's in the hour-long <laughs> set. It'll just be... We heard it. When? <laughs> just a second ago. Stop doing that joke. Three minutes later, he'll do it again. Now you're down, you're based in Brisbane. Are you I in Bris- yeah, Brisbane? Yeah. Yep. I'm actually going there for the very. F- I've never. I'm not as well travelled as I should be. I'm going there in late November for a wedding. Oh, good time to be there. It's good. Yeah, it, I hear it's hot up there. It's warm. It's warm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it gets well, I've warm. had. I've been doing a little bit of research, and I didn't realise this because. Good mate, probably a good mate of yours as well, friend of mine, Desh, he's up there. Oh, yeah, Desh. And I thought, I said, Desh, I'm coming to Brisbane, we'll hang out. And he's like, I don't really live in Brisbane. No, he's moved to the Gold Coast. And it, they're not, I, this is my ignorance. I thought it was like Bondi and Sydney. I thought it was like 20 yeah, right. minutes away. No, it's good enough as an hour from Brisbane to the Gold Coast with traffic. And then the Sunshine Coast to the north is about an hour as well. Oh, because oh, I think that's where the wedding is. So. Right. So I'm two, two hours away from Desh. <laughs> I've planned this really well. Hey, you're not going to get to see Pradesh by the sounds of things. Uh, he's a lovely dude. You know what? Uh, Desh and I actually worked together at the very start of my acting career. I worked in a theatre restaurant in Brisbane called Crazy's. Crazy's Comedy Restaurant. Wow. And Desh and I worked together there as theatre restaurant characters. Oh, wow. What, what were the characters? He Was played it... a character called Hoodoo Voodoo. Uh, And uh, I played a character called Ace Who was an alcoholic chef Ace was an acronym Alcoholic chef extraordinaire Oh wow There's the theatre restaurants They're not They were massive at one stage Yeah Like Like the 80s and 90s Yeah Gina Like Gina The Kath and Kim girls Got their start Gina Reinhardt was not in No Gina Riley (laughs) (laughs) She was in a restaurant But And it was a theatre Yes Uh yeah, they, they were massive. They were yeah. absolutely massive. And the one that I worked in was started by Peter Gross, who's a comedian. Have you heard of Peter Gross? No, no, no. He's a Brisbane-based comedian who's been probably on the circuit for 25 years now. Um, mm. he, he worked at a place on the Gold Coast called Dracula's, which was a cabaret theatre I've restaurant. been to Dracula's in Melbourne. Same people. Same people. Like that, because yeah. we went, like my girlfriend Good loves Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. Like we went there and it was great. Like everything, there was a line, like yeah. there was massive. Yeah. And it was the thing that like I went and forgive me, I went, my girlfriend's like, oh, you've got to go to this theatre restaurant. Now as comedians, we see some of the best performers sure. in the world. So I was a bit, yeah. I was a bit hesitant, but we got there. The food was great. Yep. And the show was pretty decent. Yeah. They, and they do a very clever thing with it now. And especially on the Gold Coast where you've got a lot of uh, international and non-English speaking visitors, mm. being a cabaret show... They can really punch it out. You don't need to understand. It's more of a visual experience yeah. show, right? So it's very it's very cleverly done. Yeah. They've survived very well where other theatre restaurants have just died off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, do you think it's time for the theatre restaurant? Do you reckon it's going to make Resurrection? a Resurrection? Because there is one in Sydney, in, I think it's in Campbelltown. Yeah, right. And it's, yeah, it's not. Well, there was a, there was a chain of them down here called Chaos. Chaos. Chaos Comedy Restaurant. K-A-O-S. Uh... That was a guy that had worked at Crazies in Brisbane. They all sort of ah. seemed to splinter from each other at some point to, 
to evolve. Yeah, so like Ramsgate, I think. Maybe? Ah, well, this one was out at Campbelltown, and right. it was we went there. Like the girlfriend thought, oh, we like Draculas. Let's go here. And I'm like, oh yeah, why not? We'll yeah. go. And <laughs> I should have seen the alarm bells when. Campbelltown was mentioned. Well, yes, yes, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. But it was, it was when I say a restaurant, it was an old, I think it was an old pizza hut yeah. that had clearly had its time as a Chinese restaurant, yeah. and they'd pretty much spray painted it all black. Okay. And it was, <laughs> and then it started out with the guy came out and it, it was technically stand up that he was doing, yeah, but. I thought to himself, because he started out doing some really, but he did them so quick. And I'm like, why are you doing your jokes so quick? And then I realized, oh, it's so no one heckles him. Like he was, he was going angry and really fast. And he was doing all these, I wouldn't date jokes about his wife, take my wife. Like I'd never seen the guy. And because there was a point like we're after 10 minutes, like, I I, I don't know. I I was just like, oh, I've paid to see bad comedy. I don't want to see this. I want my money and my time back. Because I was just thinking, I'm thinking if he pauses, maybe I can heckle and get a bit of bet. But I'm like, no, I won't do it. I'm not going to do it. And yeah, but the worst thing about it was the food was awful. It was like, I could put up with a bad show. Give me good food, but don't do both bad. Yeah, one of those things has to be killer, right? Yeah. Like if you've got a a shit... There we go, ladies and gentlemen. What's that? That's someone breaking in. Um, No. (laughs) As I live in inner Sydney where we live in... We live... Edge HQ is a... It's an old rundown terrace. Um, but oh, for some... Sounds like they're fixing it up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Someone's doing some work. They're putting up the condemned condemned signs. <laughs> no, but we live in a street where all the terraces are slowly getting renovated right. and bumped up, and which means I'm sure mine will be at some stage, which means rent will really rise ah. or, yeah, or I might be looking for a new home. So, oh, no. so maybe I'll have to get a Kickstarter to pay my rent, <laughs> get that going. So maybe so you, you can hear a bit more renovation. Sourcing rent. You can't, that's what annoys me. Like, I don't, I couldn't, the possible thing, like a lot of our friends are doing them at the People moment. People are into it, aren't they? Yeah, I couldn't ask my mates for money to do something like that. I oh, don't. I don't, yeah. I don't, it's, a, it's a weird one. I think if it's a, I look at this two ways, right? If it's a really legitimate project and mm. you're, you know, there's a couple that are friends of mine that have been, let's say they're comics or performers, but then they want to write a book or make a program for kids or, you know, and it's like, yeah. well, that's a bit different to... You know, can you help me get a bus ticket to Melbourne? It's, yeah. You know, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like there needs to be a, a fairly good reason for them to have the possible or whatever crowdsourcing you want to use mm. for me to go, oh, that seems, you know, fair enough. And to be honest, I've really only pledged to two or three of them. That have gone, yeah. Oh, that seems like he needs the coin. I've given, yeah, I've given a little bit. Of, like actually there's one at the moment. I'll give a shout out. If anyone wants to donate, I know I would deride Puzzle. This one's a good one. Darren Sanders show. He's trying to get his money up for a pilot and yeah. he's got a good show. So, and having shot a few pilots myself, I know how much they cost. So if you follow Puzzle, Darren Sanders, gives, kick in some coin. Yeah, it's a really good show. As mm. a matter of fact, I was in one of the pilot episodes. Oh, wow. Of, uh, I think maybe episode three. Sweet. Um... And here's an incentive right on that Darren Sanders show, Possible Campaign. If you donate, there is a good chance you might even get a copy of my DVD. Oh, wow. DVD. There you go, ladies. So yeah. donate. So That's one that I donated. See, I took a different road there. I've donated him some product to use as an incentive for other people that ah. donate. So, you know. No, though, that's that's great. That's that's one thing I do like. I like the the whole concept. You can be rewarded like that. Yeah. Like I went in, like when I get my donation, you know, you can get a shout out on Twitter. You do, like I did the anonymous. I'm like, ah, I don't really want. And I got the tr- shout out on Twitter. It's the so I'm equivalent happy. of a charity giving you a pen. Yeah. You know? And you, oh, thanks for your twenty bucks. Here's a pen. Well, I've got a collection of those. Explode. 
Have you done like you would have? <laughs> you would have done a lot of um, charity gigs. Have you got like the collection of pens or? Oh, like, cause yeah. They always give you the thank you gifts. Did have, but they leak into the bottom of your pen thing, and then you're just pulling out goop all the time. Like, <laughs> I don't mind being given a pen, but quality pens are hard to find these days. That you is what, true. You know what amazes me about the pen, right? You talk about charities; they will give you a pen. Most charities will give you a pen, like mm. they have a jar. Here, take a pen. They're not for profit, right? That's what the charity is. You go to the bank, billions of dollars of profit. They chain the fucking pens to desk. I take a leaf out of the charity book. They should be just handing pens out hand over fist at the bank. You well, have a pen. Well, actually, you say that. I um like I've got a little part time job, and one of my job I have to go get the petty cash check occasionally. Yeah, and right. NAB NAB they stupid name for a bank. Yeah, it means rob. Yep. <laughs> Let's nab it. Well, you say that when you go into the NAB branch on George Street, yeah. um, there's a big you can get there's a big jar of pens. Get out and a big jar of mint, uh, um, cool fruits. They've been listening to me. Oh, they, they've they've got you. They've you, they've hired, they've like oh we like this guy's idea. Woo-hoo. So every time I get like my desk at work, I've got a stack of NAB pens. Of pens. I've got my my cool mints. It's great. <laughs> NAB bank sign. ATM. Yeah, yeah, you know. Awesome. Yeah, they're yeah. It's great. I don't. I've got a credit card swiper. It's awesome. The only the only thing NAB don't get is customer service. <laughs> that, 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 you know, I think that's why they give you the cool fruits. Have all this stuff. It's shut up money. Yeah, by the time I spend my hour in the line just to get through, my, you know, my, I'm jam full of chewing cool fruits. Or I, I can't really complain. Like, yeah, here's your money. Petty cash. Oh, yeah, but that is a, yeah. It's an interesting pro- the charities they give it away. Yeah, they yeah. Do. really do. Well, of course, it's awareness, right? Oh yeah, it's just so like you're like oh yeah, whatever yeah. the charity oh, is. Yeah. Yeah, oh, well, daffodil. Yeah, let's plant some daffodils. Probably not the message we're... <laughs> but do you think there's so many charities? Like, there's, it's almost... It's getting difficult, isn't it? Like, it's got to be hard for a charity these days. There is a day for everything. There's an awareness campaign for everything. You've got more ribbons than the Olympics. There's all sorts of stuff, isn't there? There really is. Mm, well, for me, it's like... like an, uh, breast cancer awareness is... They've got, they've got good... Like, they've got the McGrath Day. They've got a lot they of... They nail it. Yeah, they do it. But I don't know why... And maybe this is, I don't know, science, but why can't we just have cancer? And yeah. we research, because wouldn't, if you research one, it'd probably lead to another. And yeah, but is it... because they've separated the institutes. You know, ah. It's like there's the, you know, the Breast Cancer Research Institute, the Bowel Cancer Research Institute. There's, you know, all the different denominations of types of cancer broken down, all the way down to the Dove Institute. <laughs> the Dove Institute. I, <laughs> I give generously to them. <laughs> yeah. In fact, yeah, that's I've got a Kickstarter at the moment oh, to fund the Dove campaign. Institute. Uh, you know, there was a point in time, and I don't this this better not sound cruel. There was a point in time where at the supermarket you're looking around, and you know the Tim Tams have gone pink for breast cancer. There's a there's a there's a pink butterfly on the on the water bottle, and you start to think. I I got a feeling breast cancer being a bit greedy. You know, in terms hmm. of exposure, like then and. and it's a double-edged sword because they've pushed and pushed and pushed so hard to get on as much as possible. But then you look around going, what about the other charities? How are they going to get an edge in when, you know, you're all over it, like totally all over well, it? Well, there's only so many colours. I mean, you can't really... Absolutely. Like, you know, pink for breast cancer, that, that's good brand awareness. They've got, yeah. like, if you're a new charity, you can't go, oh... Oh, we'll go pink. Oh, no, they got that. And is there a brown ribbon for bowel cancer? <laughs> well, you'd think. Is it? <laughs> it's a speckled brown ribbon. Let's start that day. Brown with just brown, flecks brown of red. Day. Flecks of red through it. Oh. <laughs> One bit of porn. Yeah, I don't, I don't think <laughs> I don't think that one's going to get up. Right. But yeah, no, you're right. Like the whole, you know, like, I don't What's know. saturation, isn't yeah. it, really? Well, it's like, because I remember once I was at Coles and they they were doing the thing. It's like, oh... Would you like to, if you, would you like to donate, like I was paying FPOS, they go, 
if you tick yes, will 1% of your grocery money, if you pay 1% extra, will give it to breast cancer awareness. And right. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. But then I'm like, like I was doing a big shop. It's like a couple of hundred. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't a good, and I'm like, <laughs> they're just calculating well, me, the dollar that, amount. I can no, they've caught me in that moment where like, <laughs> if I have money, I'll give it to you. I don't mind. Like if I yeah, see right. a homeless guy, I'll throw yeah. money. But I'm not that financially well off that I can do that most weeks. And Charities it, have got cunning with that too. Yeah. Now you now you're signing up for direct debit and stuff. It's mm. no longer just the coins in a tin that we're rattling at a pub. It's like, give us your digits. We yeah. want to hitch up every month and make that an ongoing thing. Which I imagine then if you want to cancel it is very difficult. You probably have to write several letters to the Queen. Well, see, uh, I love the fact that <laughs> now when you're mentioning charity, I have that feared vision of a dude with a clipboard in the street who's yes. waiting to talk to me. I'm just dying to avoid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, have you got a credit card? No, yeah. you can sign oh. up for one so you can sign up for this charity. <laughs> <laughs> He's got two clipboards. He's ready, man. He's got an iPad somewhere there as well. Yeah, I've already got your details. We did face recognition. You're Mark, right? Yeah, so you live here, don't you? Yeah, listen, I can send you the details. Yeah. They fucking scare me, those dudes. Oh. Years ago in Sydney, I got hit up by a Greenpeace guy with the clipboard in the city yeah. who was like, come on, we need we need more money. And it happened to be the day after that they'd rammed the Greenpeace boat into what, another boat. Do you remember? Like, oh, yeah. Five years ago now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. deliberately rammed a uh, sea shepherd into, into another ship. He's like, yeah, we need money. I'm like, well, if you'd stop ramming your boat people. <laughs> and I was, I was quite adamant. I'm like, yeah. no, you're wasting the cash there. That's stupid. No. No, see you next time. Oh, and Greenpeace, I love. I mean, I was a member of Greenpeace, you know, by donating mm. years and years ago, but that was back when I didn't have children and I could afford yeah. to donate yeah. to charity. I think there, there are some charities that last long, like the cancer ones, which are ongoing for years and years, yeah. but then there's ones that pop up periodically, like the Save Chappelle Corby. Do you remember when they were selling bracelets for Jeez, her? and they fucking they went, Oh, do they do they, that? They didn't. I remember when they, I heard an interview the from the... pop-up charity. I know. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. but that's the idea. It's like, there's some people have got to be making these bracelets, right, waiting to print something on, waiting for a sure. tragedy, going, how do we spell Corby? Is it an <laughs> I or a Y at the end? And they stamp it on, they sell it out, going, right, we can finally make a living again. But... Some dude had been offered one of these bracelets. I like, do you want to buy a bracelet to save Chappelle Corbin? He went, no, because I believe she's guilty. And he got abused. Yeah, really? Like, yeah, really? this woman who was saving the bracelets was in it 100%. You no, know? It was just his opinion, though, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly go. what I think. But I mean, it's for some people, you know, they, they, they get so into the moment, and that's why these charities are kicked up. They're like, right, the hype is on this, man. Yeah. Like, if we want to get like the bracelet that says find MH370, now's the time to sell them. Because <laughs> yeah. next year, it's just going to be waver out, it's you know? Like, <laughs> there's so many, but that's what they do. I'm sure there, there, there are charities that are waiting for a disaster to happen to go right now let's just what angle can Jump we take on board. Yeah, yeah we've got like we can get two yeah. years out of this but as soon as Chappelle Corby's released we're fucked we've got to find another one yeah oh. she's just working in a surf shop now she's, yeah yeah, yeah. oh well she's hooked up with her old boyfriend I saw the, yeah, yeah. the the prison guard or something she oh, met really? in prison yeah that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's doing good yeah Lombok boyfriend yep I, when, she, when does she come back? Is it like I think it's she's Three still over there. Right. Yeah, uh, do you reckon Zoo Weekly will still be around for her to be on the cover when she gets Shit, back? I hope so. Yeah. I so hope so. In <laughs> fact, if they're not, they should just come back for that reprise episode. I think yeah, that, that'll be their edition. No, I reckon they got two. They've got all the three. Uh, Mercedes has been on it. I reckon it'll be Chappelle, and then Chappelle and Mercedes reunite in bikinis on the yeah, beach. Yeah. Mercedes a bit dinged up in the front panels, but yeah, I'd... <laughs> long lens, <laughs> <Yeah>. long lens. <laughs> Like a, head like a bag of spanners, eh? It was, <laughs> you know, with all due respect, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm sure she's been busy, but she know. she kind of reminded me of like the, the evil sister woman from Game of Thrones, that kind of evil bitch that's like, yeah, Chappelle's a pretty one. She's got to go down now. I get the attention. <laughs> yeah, I'll get a little bit of press. I'll get a little bit of dick, and we it's, can all move on. It's amazing how much press that got is. I mean, now we're talking about it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. got 
it got stupid amounts of coverage, didn't it? Well, I think it got more like than the guy that that got the Van New and the guy who got hung. Yes. Like, because I know they made a doco about it, which I just couldn't watch. It was too sad. (laughs) Well, it was. What happened? Yeah, spoiler alert. Dude, if if she was butt ugly, you wouldn't have heard a fucking word about it. Do you reckon that's. If she was a dropkick, not Mm. a chance. But she was was a looker when she went in, man. Like, everybody looked at this photo of this poor girl who everybody would have gone, look, she's gorgeous. She can't have done it. And then she breaks down because this guy goes, you got it for life. And everybody's like, oh my God, I must go out and buy a bracelet. Do you think the bracelet industry framed Chappelle? They're like, we need a new cause. Let's just... Yeah. Well, oh, we've got some spare dough for the office. Chuck it in a body point. When you were mentioning about the pens earlier, I kind of had this cycle in mind that these pens are being made by three-year-old kids working in fucking factories in Indonesia that these people are claiming to save via their charity that if they do get saved, they can't get pens to save. Ah, it's all... If they stop making the yeah, pens, it's all very... <laughs> I think you've got, you've got the Illuminati plot here. Yeah. It's all... But you never know. It might be that the cycle grows up and now they're getting better paid jobs and now we're giving away fountain pens. Yeah. They're oh, yeah. big now. We've got fountain pens that come with a little boatload of inspiration <laughs> what, what, now that we're, we're sort of moving away from te- te- pen technology do you think you know the stylus they're going to start making the iPad yeah. stylus that's the yeah, next that's interesting yeah. yeah yeah start giving away stylus yeah there you go. So, yeah. Well, they'll, just, they'll give you an iPad that wants to run out of batteries you just chuck it away what about more inventive stuff? Like, there's not, you know, used to be all sorts of things like combs and brushes and all. It really did scale back to pens and bracelets, didn't it? Like, they've, they've found a common one cent item that's easy to manufacture. A charity used to start at home and now it starts in a factory in Indonesia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't really go for the pins and the badges anymore. That's kind of dropped off. The badges down. have dropped off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's only hipsters have the badges now. You, you get the ribbons, you get the bracelets. Yeah. And yeah, apart from true. that, and yeah. you get the dude with the clipboard. The clipboard's compulsory. Yeah, if you're a charity, that. that's the first thing. Like when they go, I want to set up a charity, where's your go with a clipboard? Yeah, yep. all right. Yeah, fair call. Yeah. How many of them can you get out on the street? <laughs> we need numbers. We need numbers. The one now, the one that. Like shirts, please. The, guy, like the guys on the street, they're getting. Like they, they employ in Sydney, where I work, they got backpackers doing it. And geez, right. they're aggressive. Like I got in an argument with one the other day. Like I was walking along, going to get some something from the news agent, and one of them grabbed me. Like they put the arm on the shoulder. And Hang on. I mean, like, and I just like I hate being touched. Like, it's a big photo, and Sydney's—it's a city where you don't want to be grabbed. No one wants to. Touch and I just like get your hands off me. She goes, "I just want to." I go, "Please get your hands off me." And she goes, "I just want to talk." And I go, "You don't touch." And like, <laughs> I'm shouting in rape. Oh well, I was close to that. I'm like, "You don't touch me. You don't." T-. And it was. I'm going to blow my whistle now. <laughs> well, it's at that. Yeah, and it was a charity one too. She was trying to give me the the charity awareness whistle. <laughs> <laughs> but it was you just feel threatened blow this <laughs> yeah. give it to me now yeah. but it, it <laughs> <laughs> oh but it's, it's like it's almost like the corner it's the corner of York Street and Market Street in the city it's because on one cor- corner you got the charity collectors the other corner you got the fitness first guys oh, trying to they go oh and they're so smug they're like oh you want to go to the gym you want to, oh, no I don't want to go to your $1,500 a year gym I can't afford that I'd rather lose weight running away from it yeah. yeah. well maybe that's their other part. and then on the other <laughs> camp, <laughs> you got the big issue guy on the other corner oh, and see, now they're good dudes and no they I buy the big issue but yeah. here's my problem in sit, there's like six or seven of them. Right. I buy. I can only buy one magazine a month. I don't need True. more than one. So you sort of go to him and go, like I buy from the one in the city because I know him. I get it. I give him my ten bucks. I get the big issue. I give him. I say keep the change. But then I come home from Redford, the train station. Like oh, big issue, and I'm like, 
Oh, mate, I bought it. And they're like, oh, sh-. and I know she thinks I didn't buy it, but I yeah. did buy it. That's where you've got to carry it with you. Yeah, well, carry that's... Or you've got to buy one from every person that you see and then just offload the others when you get home. Like, sell them at the corner. When you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll just, I'll I'm, just be selling them in Newtown. People walking past going, how poor is this guy? He's selling second-hand copies. Of the <laughs> dude, dude I, bought, I, bought, I bought one big issue in England and then never bought one again because I saw that same chick chatting on an iPhone 5 the day after. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, fuck actually, off. They make pretty good money out of that, right? If- I think it's. I think they're what they're five bucks, and I think half goes to them, so two fifty. Yeah, you say that, but I mean, if they sell a hundred in a day, which I, I don't know that they would. I reckon. You reckon? Yeah. Eight-hour day in the city. Dude, there are a couple of motivated guys, and there's the other couple of guys that just slouch over their crate and just yeah, just hold it to the... They just kind of present it to the Lord Ganache and just hope that someone takes it. Not even really saying the name properly anymore. The one I buy off, he's got a good sales pitch. Like He's a really good... He's like... Give to the homeless, give to, help me get off the streets, ladies and gentlemen. Give me the and he goes and when people go no, he goes that's all right. You have a really good day. Yeah, like he doesn't yeah, take the reject. Yeah. And I like you deserve my yeah. you deserve my money, man, because that's that's tough. Like we've all flied yeah. for festival shows. Yeah, yeah. I saw a guy big issueing one day saying uh, last one got my last one last yeah. one big issue sold. Last one. <laughs> Last one. Have you, have you seen the guy juggling it on the corner of Favot Street? No. This dude, like, I don't know if you've ever seen that character in a couple of uh, American movies where they're juggling a sign outside of a pizza stop and it's got pointing the arrow and they'll juggle it behind I their back. I, I have seen that, yeah. Dude's doing that with a big issue in the street and I just thought, you have caught everybody's attention. You're fucking motivated. You'll make something out of this compared to the other dude down the street who's just got death in his eyes. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> holding a magazine. You're not quite sure if that's actually Buy helping him balance. following you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take all of them. <laughs> That'd be a good, yeah, they're good plan. No, I, I always, what? I always donate to the people that are actually making the actual effort to do the sale. Like yeah. the guys that sit there and do nothing. Like there's certain homeless guys that sit there with a piece yeah. of cardboard that says, you know, I'm homeless, I need a job. But then I donated the other guy the other day to a guy who had a piece of cardboard that said, I need money for booze, hookers, and bacon. Because that's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Dude. Yeah, I know that guy. He yeah. got he's gotten my five dollars a few exactly, times. Exactly, dude. He's <laughs> a good guy. I'm like, your honesty will be rewarded. <laughs> that's what I mean. You know, he probably point, yeah he needs the money just as much as anybody else, or they yeah. probably need it more than him. But he he made the effort to go, hey dude, you know, I'm yeah, not, the, there is a big difference between in, in approach, isn't it? When yeah. you want when you want something from someone that you don't know, or yeah. you're trying to make a sale, or, or ask for something. Last night I did that uh, wonderful little room at the Kings Cross Hotel, the uh, Laugh Stand. Laugh Stand, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, and afterwards, I was just standing with some friends downstairs, and this this lady came past. She went, "Mate, we just got a couple of bucks. I just want to get something to eat. Just a couple of bucks." And I said, oh, I'm sorry, no, I don't. It's like, it's just a couple of bucks. And I'm like, oh, no, don't make me feel bad for not having it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just as poor as you right now. Yeah, <laughs> Have you got a couple of bucks? I think, I think that, you know, if you, I don't mind being asked as long as if I give you an answer, you go, oh, fair enough. Yeah. But getting abusive for me, not giving, I'm like, well, hang on a minute. What if I'd have given you money? It turns out you're a horrible person. <laughs> you're not nice to people at all. Maybe I can see how you don't have any money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we ran into a guy in Amsterdam who asked us very nicely for some change. He says, oh, look, I'm having a bit of a hard time at the moment. Have you got any spare change? So me and my boy Normie, we pulled out all the change we had in our, in our pockets, and it turned out to be a mixture of like euros and a couple of pounds here and there. This dude just took it in his hand, looked at it, and just pulled out the pounds, going, can't do anything with that. Handed them back, really? took his euros, gave us the directions we wanted, and left. Yeah, nice, enough. polite guy, but he gave us back our change in pounds. <laughs> See, I got I got screwed over in Venice Beach by a guy. They they would give they love to give you their hip hop CDs and then ask for a donation. Yes, and so I was just like, oh, I was in Venice Beach, and I was this guy goes up, he goes, oh yeah, and I said, oh, just give it. Here's five bucks. He goes, I normally get twenty, and I go, 
I don't normally buy CDs. I download them. Just take it. And I and then and then he's like, he came up to me and, and he goes, Oh, you're from you're Australian. You're Australian. I know Triple J. I know Triple J. He goes, Make sure you get that to Triple J. And I was a bit annoyed. I thought, Yeah, yeah I'll be your agent. Yeah, I was. I thought to myself. And we will, I'll get Matt O'Kine back on this show. I'll play him the CD and he'll get, mate, you'll get the, you probably won't get signed, but, but he then goes to me, he goes, oh, I've got, and he pulled out a $50 Australian note. He goes, I've got no use for this. A tourist gave to me. You give it to me. And I go, he goes, give me 50 American and I'll give you 50. And I go, mate, it doesn't work that way. That is not worth 50 American. And he goes, oh no, no man, it's 50. And I couldn't, ex- and I just, in the end, like, no. Nah. I stupidly took it. For, I, it cost me money because <laughs> I was at that stage where there was like, he had ma- he was bigger than me, but he was way bigger than me. I was in a place that I didn't feel sad yet. You're in Muscle Beach too. Yeah, That's so. not the place to start trouble. No, no, no. Have you ever been stung by the monk? Yes. Yeah. Isn't he a genius? I don't know. There must be more than one of them. But here's the thing with that, right? In Melbourne, I, I recently encountered the uh, traveling monk. And the monk comes up and gives you a beautiful, shiny little card that says yep. work smoothly, live prosperous or something nice, right? Beautiful gold, you know, it's got like shimmering, <laughs> gorgeous. And then gives you a bead here, like a beaded bracelet and go, oh, thanks, man. Thanks. And he's like, cash, gash. You know, oh, yeah, okay. And I've given him 10 bucks thinking, oh, you know, 10 bucks. There it is. Mark Pooley, the sound <laughs> guy, has pulled it out. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty close. Work I'm a gunnable bitch, dude. I seriously am a gunnable bitch. Well, you know, it's not so much about... I had this chat just last week with someone and they're like, oh, you got stung by it. I went, no, actually, I made the choice to accept that mm. and go, yeah, well, here's some money. You've gone to some trouble. Like, you've dressed up like a monk. You've got shiny cards. You've given me a bracelet bead and a beauty of a little gold a gold trinket. Uh, but I've given him the 10. He's like, oh, 20, 50? And I went, no, 10. 10, it'll be 10. It's uh, See, I, way he goes. Oh. Dude, you got three but, bucks out of me for that. the thing with monks is that monks don't ask for money. No, well. So I'm I'm not, look, I'm not saying he's not a monk, but he's new age. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he is a monk. Because <laughs> they don't, do they? No, but, no, no. Well, well, I did, like, it was the same thing. He came up to me and oh, I wasn't, a, I had, literally had no money. And I said, oh, he's two bucks. And I got it. And I, yeah. I kept walking. Did you get and, the work smoothly? Yeah, I got work smoothly. Woo-hoo! And. Our whole office, like you go around the desk, half the people Everyone's have it. Next day in that lovely piece of journalism, the Daily Telegraph, yeah. it was like second page, fake monks scamming. And I'm like, ah. Oh. Oh, and it's like shit. the whole article is like, you know, real monks don't ask for cash. And I'm like, oh, that's right. And I was like you. Yeah, and right. It was friend of the show, who Julie Lawless, who runs some yeah, awesome yeah. rooms. Yeah, that's I was, talking, I was talking, yeah, talking that was because I said to her, I, she goes, oh, I got, and I go, oh, you got, and I had the same conversation yeah, where yeah. I was like, like I, in a way, I kind of felt like, oh, I gave two dollars. Like, I could have given that two dollars to a homeless guy. Sure. But, I mean, if you, those things that he hands out, and it costs a lot to print those. Yeah. They're not like your one they're, cent no. a piece. They're, he's not running them off at home. Yeah, no. He's, he's <laughs> not, unless not he's got a really good printer. But I wonder what, what, I mean, did those things come about because monks somewhere just hand that stuff out and these guys have gone, here's a, here's a go. We I think it used to be, and this is my knowledge, only comes from monkey magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it used to be like in the yeah, the countries where like the monks would come into town and you know you'd feed them you you'd look after them yeah, yeah. and you'd give them something for the road and right. I think they'd give you a blessing but okay. I don't think I don't think they'd knock on your door and go hey we're here trinkets <laughs> it's like hey hey what what's for dinner I think it'd be more like you'd be like oh monks have you got a place tonight oh no well come on in yeah right so maybe he's just like he's thought oh here's an angle. It's pretty clever. Like, yeah. And they do make it seem official because they've got a clipboard and you've got to write your name down and how much money you gave and all that sort of stuff. So it's like, there's a big boss monk somewhere. 
They just got a list now of dumb, gullible people, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can... well, you know, I, I don't. Well, here's the thing: as long as that money's not being used to do something terrible, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if that's actually just going to help mm. some people that are living in a community type area and that's funding mm. them for food, and I don't mind that. Mm. You know, they've got industrious. They've worked out a way to get donations on a street, and people are happy to hand mm. over them. They're not. They're not physically holding you down to get that cash out of you. People are handing it over, yeah. right? Even if it's a little bit of image trickery, mm. it's still you've made the choice. You know, you don't. Yeah. You're not getting robbed. You know, you're you're getting perhaps you could say getting tricked in a way. But as long as I say that money's you going to something helpful. Yeah. If they're building bombs or something, then that's that's fucked. Yeah. But, but, yeah. You know, if they're buying rice. Great. Yeah. You know, fantastic outcome. Yeah. I mean, if that guy, I mean, he's, it's, it's his job. He might go, he might, it might be paying his rent. He might yeah. be eating. He Absolutely. might be. And I mean, yeah, it's, that's the whole thing with like, like with people sort of like I give, there's a guy that lives around in the corner. Oh, I don't know if he lives, but he's at Redfern train stations where I get off. And this guy, some days you say, he just sits on a milk crate and he's got the jar out. He doesn't look like he has long for this world. Right. So I don't mind slinging him a couple of bucks because yeah, I'm right. just like, this guy probably needs to like. It's a pretty cold night tonight. He needs to find somewhere to sleep. It's it's a tough trick on the on the heart, isn't it? Because yeah. you can mm. walk around Sydney if you if you spent five hours walking around the streets of Sydney CBD, giving let's say five dollars to everyone that's asking for money, you'd blow a couple of grand. Easy, pretty simply. Like yeah, easy. Is, you know, how do you make that choice of ah, oh, sorry or yeah? You know, so everyone wants a dollar or a cigarette, like. Mm. Have you, have you heard that great fleety thing where he's, you know, guy comes up, I ain't got a couple of bucks, I just, just got to get a sandwich. Just got to get a sandwich. He goes, you sure it's not for drugs? No, no, I'm just getting a sandwich. Oh, yeah, what sort of sandwich? Heroin sandwich? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I tricked him into it. <laughs> Dude, I've been stung by so many speeches. Like some 13-year-old chick rocked, me, rocked up to me outside of Central Ground. I'm just trying to get back to Newcastle and I, I fell asleep on the train and I'm back here and I need like 40 bucks to get back. Could you help me out? I had like 15 bucks on me, so I gave a 10 and, you know, I'm going to keep the five for myself. I need some shit. Yeah. And so I thought, at least I've helped you a quarter of your way onto getting back to what I believe is your mum, yeah. right? She goes off. About two days later, she's coming running out of Central Station, <laughs> clearly smashed on something, screaming gibberish at the world, going, <laughs> I thought, fuck, well, there goes my 10 bucks, man. Yeah. Would have been brilliant if she'd run up to you, giving you 10 bucks back and run off. <laughs> she, was, she was plastered, man. I'm How's pretty... this? This will blow your mind. I was doing a gig on the Gold Coast, probably 12 months ago now. I was doing a gig, and just after the gig, I happened to be I was smoking a, uh, a homemade cigarette, in, in a car park, uh, just after the gig, right? I'm just standing there with another guy on, and the other guy I'm with just walked off, and this car just pulls up, pulls up, and the guy goes, oh, mate, mate, would I be able to get 20 bucks for petrol? My wife's gone to hospital, and I've got to get to Brisbane to go and see her. And I'm like, oh, shit, shit. At first, I'm like, oh, that's pretty full on. And then I'm like, oh, dude, I really can't give you 20 bucks. I feel feel badly for you. And he goes, what's that? And I said, I'm just, just smoking. He goes, can I have some? And, <laughs> and I went, oh, it's, you know, it's not a cigarette. He went, no, no, can I, can I have some? And I went, oh, yeah. So I took another puff and went, you can have it. Like you can, you have that finish, finish. Yeah. It. You have that. And he drove off and I was like, far out. That's really full on. Like I hope that guy gets to, you know, the hospital or whatever. I went back inside and I told some friends, I said, oh, you wouldn't believe what happened. This guy just put in, and they went, oh, that's the thing now. And I went, what? People That's Dave from, from down the road. He yeah. does that every Thursday. People are begging from car now, like pulling up in a car. Hey, okay, hey, got any cash? I suppose it's quicker to get around. But That's true. Isn't that remarkable? Like, that that's is the pretty. Because I mean, the whole the story thing, like in Sydney, the, the, they're pretty much can I have money? Nah, good, move yeah. on. Melbourne, 
they have to give you a story down there. Yeah, that's true. Like I remember a comedy, couple of comedy festivals ago, I was down there and this guy came up to, and he had this story. He goes, hey, my car's broken down. My God, i got to get my girlfriend. Oh. And it was him and his, and they looked bad. And I just, I gave him the dollar and... And he kept telling the story. And I go, mate, you got the money. I don't, I don't, good luck with it. Pitches over. And then he started fighting. He goes, <laughs> he goes, you don't care about my girl. And I go, I've told the story. And then, give me the dollar back. I was, and I just like at the stage, I'm, I got really annoyed. And then finally, Amelia Jane Hunter, who's an, you know, Amelia, yeah, yeah. she's a lovely lady. Yeah. She just stands and she's very timid. She goes, you got your money. Now get fucked. <laughs> And I was worried, like, because I'd seen that guy. He'd been around, right. and I thought, oh, I'm going to run into it. Next night, same, same place. He rocks up, starts telling me the story, and didn't realise at all that yeah. I was the same guy. Well, that happens. I just did the Melbourne Festival, and where I was staying, just in Hart, just near Hardware Lane, right in the city, yeah. just off Russell. And there was there was a, a guy that was doing that area quite heavily, and I was standing outside waiting for someone, and I might have been waiting ten minutes. It's come past. I got any change? No, sorry. Eight minutes later, hey, you got any change? I still don't. Huh? Keep going. Like, I'm like, Jesus, keep a look at the people that you're hitting. <laughs> there's a, there's a and it was awkward because you fly at him both times. Yeah, Take a fly. <laughs> the show. Ah. There's, the ones I don't like are the guys that hang out by ATMs. Oh, and right. they fucking yeah, they've seen that in England quite Ooh, a bit. And this yeah, guy used right. to this dude in Eastbourne train Get me station. 50, will you? And he's, he's like 18, 19 years old, and, and you, you can see he's got he's got hope. You could do something with your fucking yeah, right. life. But he's hanging there in his tracky decks, and he'll kind of rock up, going, "Yeah, you know, man, when you like come out of hospital, and and like the milk in the fridge has gone off, and and the bread's gone off, and stuff, and you just want some food, and and straight away I kind of went, dude, when I put food in the fridge I fucking eat it man like if I'm running out of money I finish that food like my milk isn't going to go off man buy smaller bottles of milk yeah. and and, <laughs> and, and <laughs> like if you're buying two liters and it's going off get one liter <laughs> just fucking dose it down I'm like I can't give you money but I can give you a bit of a tip make butter dude and, and, and to be honest with you when you put bread in the fridge it takes a long time to go off so I really yeah. don't know you know just more toasties, dude. More yeah, toasties. <laughs> More toasties, smaller bottles of milk. Let's dose this out. You can make it. But no, I can't help you today apart from that. Good luck, brother. Two oh, days later, really same helpful. thing. And he's leaning against me going, yeah, you know. Yeah, and dude, I know about your fucking milk. I know about your bread. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. How do you know? <laughs> but it's, Blown yeah, the, a, the ATM moment is when they clearly know you got cash. Right. And they, you can't turn around and go, oh, no, I was just uh, checking my account yes. balance. <laughs> my card. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you, you get like I get worried like when you go to AT, you sort of look around just to make sure there's not that's pretty intimidating to stand there. Yeah, they'll just stand back and wait, and as soon as they think that I think there's one person in line, they'll just kind of lean up and start kicking off a conversation with you. Then there's the behind the scenes scammers that just attack your card, right? Well, they're called banks. <laughs> oh, you know, I've, I was we, we just we've got a credit card with a major bank, and I went to use it about two weeks ago. I went to the shops, a full shop for the family. I'm at the thing, put it beep, declined. I'm like, what? Beep, declined. I'm like, no, no, no. This this works. Like I do my banking. I'm on, mm. I know that's weird for a comedian. To <laughs> going on, but I do it right. I knew that it was fine. Mm. And the lady's like, oh, what could be the problem? And I really don't know. So fortunately, smartphones these days. I'm straight on the bank app. Check the check the account. I bring up my, my bank thing and the whole account is gone. Like I don't even have Fuck. a credit card listed in there. And I'm like, that's weird, right? I had another way the, to pay for that. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I, But I wanted to work out what's going on. So I, I paid and I went home and I rang the bank. And they went, all right, yeah, I'll just have to put you through to the fraud squad. And I went, huh? Good. So they put me through and I'm like, what's happened with the card? And they went, oh, don't panic, don't panic. It hasn't been uh, used badly. We've blocked it. And I went, Why? Because it came up on a list of being used in a, in a machine that's suspected of having a skimmer on it. Oh. And so MasterCard oh. Worldwide had put a block on any card that had been used in that 
in that machine in the in the past because they'd pulled a you know they'd pulled a fraud up on it. Yeah. Stop stop the whole thing. Here's the shit thing about that, right? So someone has fished my card. Yeah. Uh, the bank has then cancelled or blocked the card from working without telling me. <laughs> And then I say to them, right, well, can you can you fix it back up? Can you start it back up? And I know you've got to be sent. You've got to be sent a new card. Or when will that happen? Well, it's Anzac Day coming up, so you'll probably be maybe middle of next week. I'm like, so I've got to do a long weekend, no credit card, no access to the. Oh, I could give you a number so that each time you want to make a purchase, you could ring the number and they could take a temporary unlock of the block on it and put through that. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. That's Fuck. the process. Wow. Anyway. Long story short, the following Wednesday, they sent the new cards out. The problem with that is it's all new numbers, right? And how many things have you got set up to come automatically out of, you know, pay tags and payments for insurance and all this sort of stuff. I literally spent a half day online and on the phone going through and changing all of those details just because some scammer fished, you know, off a particular machine. It's a a big chunk of hassle for both the, the customer, the bank, and obviously the MasterCard people that are trying to stop all this from happening. Yeah, and all for what? They probably got, what, 300 bucks maybe? Well, they didn't get anything yeah. from my account. No, but, no, yeah, but from, they must yeah, have got... exactly. But the thing is... What I've they... been done before, though. By oh. t- I've been done by taxis. Oh, wow. I've been, you know, when... And here's, here's a tip for you kids. If you're ever in a taxi and you go to use your credit card and the driver says, oh, my thing's not working, I just have to do the old fump, fump, do not do it. Nah. Do not do it. They have to provide you another option. And I found that out. They, you, you don't have to be forced into that situation. Ooh. They have to provide you another option, uh, which is actually pretty handy and pretty cool. But I got, I got done. They, they put through cab, cab fares, probably four or five of them in a row. And I, I rang the bank, disputed them. And, of course, then they go, oh, yeah, no worries. We'll look into that. We'll get back to you in 110 days. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, who the fuck came up with that number? Yeah, 110 just... days? And true to their word, 110 days later, they sent a letter saying, oh, we found that these things are not right. They've been reversed. And they give you something else back, too. There's some sort of compensation for that. Oh, wow. For that happening. Yeah. It's probably the interest they earned on the money yeah, that they right. held for 110 days. There's a lot of that sort of scam, isn't there? Like, yeah. And, and now we're getting less and less cash in this society. I mean, it's all electronic. Mm. I've, got a, I've got a PayWave thing on my phone. Oh, I wow. Even, you I don't even the... need a wallet anymore. Wow. Just, just wave that over. Where you go. Do you think it's going to be like, the guys fishing these ATMs, they'd be better off just standing there and go, hey, mate, just so you know, we fished this ATM. Give us, yeah. give us ten or give us twenty bucks, or, and or it'll sa- it'll save you half a day of having to redirect all your debits. Discount scamming. <laughs> it's just like welcome to the discount scammers warehouse. Because I, I reckon you, like in that situation, if someone said to you, yeah. twenty bucks, I have to deal with getting a new credit card, you'd probably give them twenty bucks. I know well, it's yeah. some form of extortion. Sure. Give me twenty bucks, or, or I'll stab you. Give me nothing, I'll shoot you. Here's a twenty. Because I heard like a friend, <laughs> a friend of um a friend, they got they were in Broken Hill and they paid it. They got some money out of an ATM, and when they got back, they like, they were on a road. Like they got to the next country town, they had no money in their yeah, account. Yeah. And by the time they got somewhere with internet, they'd not only scammed their credit card. They'd drawn money out of their mortgage wow. and cleared out their whole savings account. Like they, this skimmer got every like the bank. The bank realized, but it was a case yeah. of they're like. The bank <gasps> thankfully gave him a temporary overdraft just to get them. You would freak out. Well, yeah, you? your mortgage, yeah. like the whole. Ugh. So that scammer owns their house now. Yeah, pretty much. They, <laughs> they got back. They moved in. It was. <laughs> now they beg for change out the front. It was the circle of life. We used to live here. <laughs> but actually, on homeless, there's another guy in Sydney at the moment. He's outside um, Footlocker on uh, Pitt Street. He's got a rat. He sits a there with his. Rat. He's yeah. got a pet rat. Yeah, I saw that guy. Yeah, I, 
I first time I was, yeah, I first. They I, don't eat much. Yeah, but when I saw him, I'm like, ah, there's a fucking rat on the street. <laughs> and, but it's just like, it's like. No it's, way to refer to a homeless man. <laughs> well, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sure that rat's a lot cleaner than a lot of the dogs they're hanging That's around true. with. That's true. Part of me is thinking, did he read the game and just thought, oh, peacock theory. We'll, we'll, get the, <laughs> we'll get the rat, get the attention. In the UK, there are what they call professional beggars who, that is just their thing. Mm. They sit in a tube tunnel each and every day. They've got, you know, dyed haircuts, brand new Nikes, all that sort of stuff. But people fling them cash. And it's just that numbers, isn't it? Like if 10,000 people go past mm. you, 1% of those people are going to give you some sort of coin, you know, mm. be, it, be it generously or reluctantly. <laughs> One well, way they, or the other. They've, they've had issues now where they've had people begging with children and they're sitting there with a kid and that kid doesn't move. Great idea. I've got kids. Well, the thing is they took shifts. They were using the same child and the different shifts of people actually doing the begging. <laughs> and they were finding out they were actually knocking these kids out. Technically, that's just child labour. Yeah, yeah, but they were just giving oh. him a shot of vodka so this fucking yeah, right. kid wouldn't cry. So it lay there for three, four hours, and everybody would like, I feel sorry for this woman. And then they'd realise it's different women sitting there, same baby, oh. same shit, and it's a gang of people that just bring in... Wow. It's an organised, obviously, like professional this begging. Is Have you got any cardboard after this? I'm hitting town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make some real money. There's a primary school <laughs> around the corner. Let's go. <laughs> how, many, how many of those guys are on the side of the street going, yeah, I used to be a professional comic, but I found <laughs> out where it's really at, <laughs> man. We're going to need you in a nappy, Mark. <laughs> 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 I have a feeling next year's comedy festival is going to have a lot more innovative approaches to flyering. <laughs> a cardboard sign that says, please take my flyer. <laughs> I've got, got to feed my kid, got to feed the rat. <laughs> I got fished out of my account, I got no money. Think about getting a dog. <laughs> Moving up in the world of homeless. Then I get a bypass. Mind you, dog, like we were, I'm looking at getting a dog at the moment. We're going to get a rescue dog. It's 300 bucks. Like yeah, not, yeah, like I know, and I, like I, I will pay, I will get the mm, dog, but it's mm. just like I thought it's a rescue dog. I'm doing it. Yeah, they should be giving you fifty bucks. To yeah, take I it. thought, mm. I thought, that, yeah, but no, yeah. it's three hundred bucks. I think though, I think that's for under three, isn't it? If it's over three years old, they're only one hundred and forty. <laughs> oh, <I didn't, laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you get like a demo model. Get something that's running a bit. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> it's been serviced a couple of times already. <laughs> the teeth are doubled down a bit. It's just get a good gumming. It's got. It's not as active as it once was. It sleeps a lot. You buy the senior biscuits for it. Oh, I didn't know that though. Yeah. Oh, we get get the discount. Yeah, have a look one. at that. Because I mean, a, like the RSP. PCA, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. So we're getting yeah. a discount. I've just been, I've, I only know that because um, my wife's parents had a dog for such a long time. Their dog passed away, old age, mm. uh, and they've not got a new dog. And we, we were just talking about it recently. said, why don't they get a new dog? You know, it's been a couple of years. Surely they get another dog. Mentioned it to them. They're like, oh, we'd really like to get another dog. It's like, what, what, why haven't you been getting another yeah. dog? So we're organising to yeah, get yeah, another yeah. dog, right? So we're going to take them out. And we were looking online and showing them all the dogs. They're like, oh. And here was their argument. They're in their mid to late 60s each, uh, maybe early 70s. Anyway, not important. Uh, they're, one of their reasons for not wanting to get a dog was like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll, it'll probably outlive us. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, get an old one. <laughs> That's, that, that's a hardcore reality yeah. to Isn't when it? you look at how vulnerable you are. Going, I don't know. I got to look at the dog I'm going to get. If he's too young when I die, it's going to make yeah. me feel bad in death. So that's how we found out about the one forty split. I'm just so, thinking yeah. if it's one forty, man, man, I could, I could put two for the price of one, dude. You, yeah, they should be market. That should be their marketing price. Two for the price of one. Three for two. I was just shocked. Like the girlfriend goes, "Oh, you know, it's three hundred bucks." I go, "For what?" She goes to rescue, and I go, "What?" Now, I, I can understand. Like it's cost, it covers the cost yeah. of their their vet bills, housing them, and a bit helps. I don't be mind. Fair to say, it's a bit more of a donation. Yeah, than yeah. You're making, and yeah. and I think that the, I think it's fair enough because if you go to 
a pet shop or someone a breeder of dogs mm. that's pretty much what you're going to pay oh no but you're not, not way more than or, that or yeah. more for pedigree yeah. sure oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like pets, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah 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 mongrels yeah 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 what is that I don't know but it's good dog yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it barks <laughs> yeah, it, it eats its shit shit outside good dog <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know I th- I, so I think I think it's a mm. I think you get a bit of heart when you do yeah. it that way because you're like oh yeah, we, I mean we've got we've got two cats at home and they both both from rescue mm. uh, situations and the same thing, you know, yeah. 170. But they do all the stuff, you know, they're spayed and mm. shots and all that sort of thing, microchipped and the whole lot. So you are making a donation to the continuance of the system mm. working to save the animals. So, yeah, yeah, well, I've figured it out. I'm going to have a kickstarted by a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to fund it. I thought I've got, I've got an idea. Yeah, give, you can actually go to a refuge and wait for a cyclone to come because as soon as they start bringing, if there's a cyclone coming and they have to evacuate a town, those shelters will give away dogs because the ones that are left there, they can't protect, so they put them down. So you wait for a cyclone this to come. It's genius. Yeah. You wait for a cyclone to come. You just stand there going, I've only got 50 bucks on me. Can I save a pet? They go, yeah, fuck, here, have this scraggly cat. And off you go. And then if you haven't got a pet, you've got breakfast. But at least you've got, you know, it's well, it just... looks like you're not getting a dog till Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it no, looks like I'm going to Cairns yeah. for a holiday. <laughs> Apparently, when they evacuate places, these... these Shelters that obviously mm. you can't just take a fucking 60, 100 dogs and cut them off and save them. What so about they'd... this as an idea? Like, just if there's massive fireworks, just hit the streets because dogs, they bail when there's fireworks. Well, this on. is Sydney. It's, I think they'd be immune because there's literally from where we are here, every Saturday night at Darling Harbour, there's fireworks. Is there? And do- yeah, nine o'clock Love Saturday. This <laughs> every 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 week, oh, if if I'm home on a Saturday at nine o'clock, you hear the f- bang 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 bang, and we're probably about a kilometre away. Yeah, right. So yeah, every Saturday night it is on. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so yeah, it's inventive. Or well, it could be a gunfight at Strathfield. We're not yeah, really. yeah, true. <laughs> it's not one; it's the other. Either way, man, you haven't been out west lately. Strathfield, it's that's that's ritzy. Is it cleaning up now? That's million dollar house territory, buddy. Ooh. Former no. Australian cricket coach Bobby Simpson has a two million dollar house in Does Strathfield. He? Yeah, he lives out there. I remember when it was just a car radio shop. Yeah, Strathfield Car Radio. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they, they spread their they spread their money. One they build a suburb, and now now it's ritzy. It was part of Westfield, now it's part of Sydney. <laughs> Moving up in the world, Westfield is Sydney, buddy. Yeah, you, know that. you know that. Well, Lindsay, thanks for coming along. What hey, gigs you got coming? Are you coming back to Sydney? You reckon there'll be another trip this? There will be another trip this year. I'll probably be down maybe September, October, somewhere Sweet. around there. I'm pretty chockers until then. Just quickly, do you, do you yeah. still hold the world record for the longest ever stand-up oh, got show? Beaten. Got beaten. Oh. I, was, I did um, 38 hours and six minutes. Yeah. The current record holder did 40 hours. How the fuck uh, do you prep named, for uh, 38 hours? Yeah, I've, I've heard of him. I've heard he's actually fucking oh. good yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is. But um, you want to be to do 40 hours and beat me. You fucking know. Yeah. But I'm, I'm thinking of it on the side of a, of a of like a, imagine being an open mic a comic who's just sweating because he's got five minutes five on minutes. stage and he looks at, well, maybe if I work really hard in a few years, I could do like Lindsay Webb and pull off 38 hours of material. I improved the first six hours, so it's pretty oh, relaxing. Well, that's, that's pretty, yeah, you've walked into it. <laughs> yeah, I did. I had so many questions about that because I just sat there going, how do, you, how do you make sure you don't repeat the same gags? Does someone keep you awake? Yeah, did they stop the watch when you passed out dead on stage and bought in the IV bags yeah. and plugged you back in? Well, my and, question was, who, was the, who stayed the longest audience-wise? There was about 10 people that stayed for the whole thing. Wow. Yeah, which surprised the hell out of me. Uh, other people would come for quite a while and then go, oh, we're going to go pop home for a bit. And they'd come back all washed and clean and rested and I'd be like, fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit, sit over there where I can't see you. You've, you've been home. You smell clean. So <laughs> when lovely. did you, did, was, did this start at like eight o'clock on a Wednesday night and it go on? It started at, I think, nine o'clock on a Friday morning. 
Fuck. And finished, uh, must have been Saturday night, would be right. I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, never circle. thought of a yeah. comic as walking out on stage at nine o'clock on a no. Friday. Welcome to the beginning of my show. Here it is. Shit. It, was, it was a great deal of fun. I loved it. It was very difficult, I won't lie to you. But where did you do it? Heaps of fun. When? Where? Oh, we're at the Gallery of Modern Art in Brisbane. So oh. I was actually an installation for the weekend. It was pretty cool. I raised money for charity. It yeah. cost me a fortune. <laughs> but then, how, it okay? how, how did you get through the end? I mean, I mean, just after 24 hours of sleep, I'd have trouble just grabbing yeah. punchlines and trying to I structure jokes properly. I went the 24-hour mark. I actually kind of lost it for a bit. I was rolling on the floor hysterically laughing and couldn't get my shit back together. And Yeah. But then just, you know, I had good support. But that's still comedy in the eyes of the beholder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is genius. Look at him go. He's hilarious. <laughs> like, so they're like, he's not kidding. He's... Lost it. He Stupid question. Bath- it. Were there bathroom break allowances? Yes, or? Mate, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the rules from Guinness were that I, I could have a five-minute break after completing every 60 minutes. And I got clever about that. And what I'd do is 120 and then have a 10-minute break. Ah, sweet. So, you know, which gives you time, go to the toilet, stretch your legs, move around, come back in for another. So I did a, I did a series of two-hour shows. Is basically ah. how that works. And so, were you reading like through a set list the size of a phone book, just kind of going? I did through. a bunch of different things. I had uh, at that stage, I probably had maybe three hours of club material, and I had six. I'd written six one-hour shows. Yeah. So at different points, I would go, "Okay, I'm going to do this show. I'm going to do this show that I did in Edinburgh in '04." Here you go. You ready? It starts like this, and I'd do that show for an hour or a bit longer. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So, so it's, it's already structured in your mind. Yeah, there's no, no. In a way, yeah. Because um, I looked at it and just went, "Dude, what you did there is the accumulation of all of the George Carlin and yeah. all of the Louis C.K. and the Bill Burr times three <laughs> yeah. that they've done over the last fifteen years." Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's it's a lot of time on stage. Like to crack yeah. that time up just naturally takes a long time. At yeah. half an hour a pop, you know. Mm. You've obviously got to do 76 gigs. And yeah. so who called it quits at the end or did you just drop the mic and went, fuck my life? No, I wanted to, I basically wanted to do 38. The old record was 36 and I figured okay. 38 was cool because it's a, it's a complete working week. Yep. Yeah. 38 hours. Yeah, week. yeah. So, I, you know, one, I did one for the unions. <laughs> <laughs> and is it something you're going to go like, oh, I'm going to go back and get my title? Uh, did you? <laughs> I've thought about it. I've thought about trying for 50. Oh, wow. There'd be some permanent damage there though, wouldn't there? No, I think there is already. I think uh, you'd be in a padded room just screaming the same punchlines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've thought about it. I've thought about doing 50, but I'm, I've not committed to it. I've sort of mumbled it. I think my wife's a bit scared. Yeah, I think... I think like, I, I'd be more than happy to morally support that. I think it's a genius yeah, idea thanks. to do these things. I'd love to be able to help out in any yeah, way. To, to, I'd feed you V. I'd just fucking... I'd just I had, you know what I drank? I drank heaps and heaps of warm honey and lemon. Perfect. Oh, don't forget the voice. Yeah. Makes you piss like a racer. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I know Mark Watson, he did the 24 hour show, yeah. and he's done a 48 hour, but he said the 48 hour one, he can't do it anymore. It right. broke him. Yeah, right. So I think, like, yeah, you, you're yeah. sort of halfway in between. Yeah, nearly. He, he, he was kind of the inspiration for me doing it because mm. I'd, I'd been at his 24 hour shows in Edinburgh yeah. many, many times. Um, and, and in fact, in my planning, I said to him that I was doing it and he gave me his blessing to use his sort of format that he did for his 24 hour one. So I borrowed the format and and ran it myself. Yeah. So he was quite supportive. I had some amazing support, you know, Mm. some incredible things like Jason Cook from the UK went around to clubs that he was on at in London and filmed people giving me inspirational cheers and then YouTubed it over to us. And, you know, it was was really cool. He said that if I do it again, he wants to do that, a, a Skype hookup at the front and then fly over and be on at the end. That is, that'd be a really good, yeah. yeah. So there's a few incentives that are making me go far out. It will be fun to do again because of the things I learnt from doing it the first time. It could be a really good spectacle. You know, I've done a test run. 
It's a bit of a commitment. How long? How, how long? Like how long after did the guy break your? Yeah. Oh, maybe six months or so. And how long do you do? Is he done forty hours? Did you say? Yeah, there was a guy. There's a guy in between. There is a guy in between me and and Bob, uh, and I can't remember his name. And I'm not trying to be mean to him. I no, just no, no. I just yeah, it's I just can't remember. You did thirty eight hours on stage, mate. I'm amazed yeah. you remember who you are. He's a Euro- European act. I'll remember, of course, yeah, just yeah, after yeah. I walk out of here. But just Google it. Just yeah, Google yeah, it. Google it's it. It's the longest stand-up routine by an individual. It's a Guinness record. You'll find the, you'll find the mentions. Yeah, I think I've I've heard that Bob Marley's a really funny guy. So You've if ever someone else takes a record who isn't funny, I'd encourage you even more to do it. Yeah, it needs totally. to be a funny comic to yeah, hold that record. Hold you, you can't have a dude doing a dull show for forty-three hours just killing what was comedy. Interesting is a couple of people. The guy in between, the guy that actually beat yeah. me. Yeah. A couple of his like fans, let's say, sent me quite aggressive, sucked in. Beaten. I'm like, uh, that's <laughs> no. all right. It's, you know, I'm, it's I'm wow. all right. It's fine. He just raised the bar a bit. That's all cool. Yeah. It's not. It's yeah, yeah. Comedy's not. It was a, a bit. It was a bit weird. Like wow. when when I did it, um, I actually sent Tommy Tiernan, who was the original record holder. Yeah. I sent him a message going, uh, you know, I've just done it. I'm officially, you know, broken the record. I want to say good on you for being the inspiration for for doing it in the first yeah. place. And I know what you went through to to achieve your 36 mm. hours. Thumbs up, yeah. Tommy, right? Much nicer way to go yeah, yeah, no. about it than, sucked in, dickhead. <laughs> Old wow. mate did more than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's insane. That's insane. Isn't it? That's, yeah. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming down. You'll be back in Sydney. People can follow you on the Twitter at... Absolutely, at Lynn's Web. At Lynn's Web. And Lindsay Web Comedian on Facebook and probably just down at the shelf for some twisties. There you go. So follow me. And Mark, you're on Twitter at... Uh, I, uh, I Caffeine Mark. That's caffeine one. Mark? Yeah, Caffeine Mark. Nice. That's that's an interesting story there yeah. somewhere. Yeah, it's just my addiction, dude. <laughs> oh, right. Crazy you addiction. Love marks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it, my man. But yeah, I'm on as caffeine mark. Same on Facebook as well. You can find me as caffeine mark. Burn. There you go. When he graduates, pretty soon it'll be heroin mark afterwards. <laughs> just to come down from all the coffee. Well, thank you, Marcus, stepping in. Thank, thank you very much. For he has, he has. Didn't well, spill a thing. We no. be- better just wait till we actually hear oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure this airs. But no, he's done really well. Lester Ryan, be threatened. I think we've got a new contender. I think that'll be the Lester we forget. <laughs> <laughs> if you've, you've clearly met him then. You'd want a less. I'd forget him too. So, guys, thank you for tuning in. Um, follow us on Twitter at Comedy on Edge. For more information, check out comedyonedge.com. Listening on iTunes, give us a review, give us a rating. Costs you nothing and some stupid reason it helps out the podcast a lot anyway this has been great thanks for listening if you like it tell your friends and that's it so i guess mark hit the music